third minute at Old Trafford. Welcome to Kringle Talks Football. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Kringle Talks Football with me, Chris Kringle, your host. This is, as usual, the podcast, anything goes. Anything and everything, mainly Arsenal related, but... You know, from time to time, we delve into other avenues. And this week is, well, it's Interlal week. It's Interlal. Two weeks, the international fixtures are upon us. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to do a little piece or a little discussion about the Interlal and what it is and who's playing what and mainly England, really, to be fair. Um, it's a bit of a strange one. I'll, I'll be totally honest with you because I'm really not that interested in in the English national team England football team just I don't know why I just never have been I just never have been really that fast ever um and that's not because I don't like the team I'm not you know quote-unquote patriotic for my football club um but I suppose as the older you get and the more you really dislike and in some cases hate players from other football clubs and other teams it's really then difficult to just switch that off suddenly when they when they when they turn up for for the national side and you know you're there having to cheer on the likes of Harry Kane and and Eric Dyer and you know and Kyle Walker and, and players like that it's re- it is really difficult just to sort of flip the switch um and so I'll go into the so the England squad to face San Marino Albania and Poland in the next coming of weeks are Dean Henderson, Sam Johnston, and Nick Pope, which are your goalkeepers. And then you've got Ben Chilwell, Connor Cody, Eric Dyer. God knows why he's in the squad. Uh, Reese James, Harry Maguire, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker as your defenders. Midfielders of Jude Bellingham, Phil Foden, Jesse Lingard, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, and James Ward-Prowse. And then forwards of Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Bakayo Saka, Raheem Sterling and Ollie Watkins. Um, obvious submissions from the squad was Trent Alexander-Arnold. And I know a few people, a couple of journalists have, have really, really got angry about this. You know, why are you dropping him? He's the, he's the pinnacle of this team. He's this, he's this, he's this and that. Seem to forget that this is probably the second worst title defence team um, in Liverpool. After winning the league last season, you know, destroying everything in sight, this defence of the Premier League title has been probably the worst, maybe the second worst, behind Chelsea 15-16 season. And he's contributed to that. He's contributed to six consecutive Anfield defeats. He's contributed to one goal and two assists, I think, or three assists. Completely different numbers from last season, so you know we're on the subject of, of Trent. So we'll, we'll have a look at his uh, stats from last season, which I'll be honest with you, don't really make for good reading. Premier League 2012, 2020, 2021. Um, no, not not really helpful at all. Oh, 2021, 1920. There we go. Probably should have had this. Um, so last season 
He has four goals and 13 assists across the whole of the season. From his right-back position. 13 league assists, by the way. Um, like I said, this season, not great reading at all. So he played 38 games last season. He played every game last season. He so far played 27 league games this season. One goal, three assists. It's not great, is it, by any chance? So you can see why he hasn't been selected. You can see why he's not been picked. And the uproar in the fact that he hasn't been picked over the likes <clears throat> of... Kyle Walker, Kieran Trippier, and Rhys James, who for all intents and purposes, Rhys James, stats-wise, hasn't performed much better. Kyle Walker is currently playing for the team that are top of the Premier League, and Kieran Trippier is currently playing for the team that are um, top of the Spanish League. So, you can see why those two, or why those three have been picked, and why Kieran Trippier, um, Alexander-Arnold, hasn't been picked. The other one was Eric Dyer over uh, Consa from Aston Villa. You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't know why Dyer's in there. I really don't. And that's not, you know, taking the bias out of it for a second. I've no idea why he's in there. He's got no reason to be in that team. You know, they they are not on a great, you know, they're not on a great run at all, Tottenham, at the moment. Um, let's have a look where Tottenham are on the table. Tottenham on eighth, I think. Um, and, and it's not even like they're, they're, you know, not conceding goals either. They're conceding goals quite often so Tottenham are sixth they've scored 49 goals conceded just conceded 30 goals you know I mean really Eric Dyer should not be in that squad at all um, and, and that's another one that's really confused people with Eric Dyer being in that squad um, and you know listen for the rest of the team I, I think it's okay you know I think Jesse Lingard for me has actually probably earned his place back in the squad in the squad because of how well he's done at West Ham since he joined on loan. Jude Benham, I'm not gonna to lie to you, I haven't seen too much of him at Borussia Dortmund. Is he the token we must have somebody who's the under the age of eighteen in the squad just for the sake of it? Calvin Phillips, I'm pretty sure he was injured for quite a while recently, so why he's in there, who knows? You know, Eric Dyer's position could be put in as a midfielder if you're gonna do that. Um and then the strikers, I think the strikers are actually okay. I mean, everybody's talking about Patrick Bamford in ahead of Ollie Watkins. But, oh, I don't know. I like Patrick Bamford. I do like him, I must admit. Um, but I do also very much rate Ollie Watkins as well. So, <sighs> so the first game we play is against San Marino. Is it this Thursday coming up? I'm not too sure. But the team I would go for. Right, let's have a look at it. Would be Dean Henderson in goal, probably. So glad. I mean, Jordan Pickford's injured, any, but I'm so glad he's not there anyway. Dean Henderson in goal. Reese James right back. Harry Maguire. No, John Stones right centre back. Harry Maguire left centre back. And Luke Shaw left back. Midfielders. Probably Calvin Phillips because. Oh no, Declan Rice. Do apologise. Declan Rice, defensive midfielder, with Phil Foden and Mason Mount either side. And then probably go Raheem Sterling right, Marcus Rashford left. Probably Harry Kane up front. Um, only because I know that Gareth Southgate will pick him up front. I don't think he really. I really hate Harry Kane for England. I think he's one of the most selfish players when it comes to England. And. 
Yeah, it, it hinders us a lot. The fact that Calvin Lewin's there and even Marcus Rashford can play up front and Ollie Watkins, and people will point to Harry Kane's assists this season and 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 fair credit, you know, he's got a lot of assists this season. Doesn't take away from the fact that he is a selfish bastard. I'm, you know, it just doesn't take away from the fact that he's a selfish prick. Um, so. Like I said, I have no. In, I, I'm really, really not that fast when it comes to the England international team. And good luck. I hope we do something. And don't get me wrong, I will be supporting us like mad when it comes to Euros. Um, it's just really difficult just to get yourself in the mind. Don't get me wrong. The, look, the, the World Cup from a few years ago, when everybody, the whole nation, was invested in it, you know, got through to the semi-finals. That was incredible. That really was incredible because there weren't that too many players that I didn't really like in that squad. Um, so I was I was able to sort of put that aside for a second. Um, but when it comes to European qualifiers, at least, World Cup qualifiers, and, um, Europa, European uh, Euros qualifiers and all that stuff, I have really no interest in whatsoever and I probably won't watch any of the games. Because also the fact that they're against San Marino Albania and Poland. I just it doesn't. It's not going to be entertaining when your when your club team provides a little ounce of entertainment through its style of play, and then you go and watch an England team who have had a few days training together and then suddenly thrown in and asked them to to do everything known to man. It can become a bit of a bit of a bore fest, and after a while, it becomes very, 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 very laboured. You know, and the players not knowing what they're doing, and then at half time make ten changes, so then it just completely disrupts the, the squad. It is a bit rubbish, isn't it? Let's be honest. And I don't know. I'm just yeah, I'm not looking forward to it in the slightest. Um, so let's let's move on from the England squad because that's just really bored me. And what we're going to do is I'm going to talk about Pierre Mkhitaryan because. This season, for all intents and purposes, we can all admit that it's not been his season at all. He's played 24 league games, nine goals, one assist. Um, and you compare that to last season, you know, albeit COVID restrictions and COVID lockdown and all that stuff, which which hampered, hampered the season and then um, restarted it. Last season, he played 36 games 22 league goals and three assists. Um, doesn't look like he's going to hit the 20 mark this season. Hit it last season, hit it the season before, hit it the season before that. But this season he's got, f you know, what have we, 11 games left to go or 10, no, nine games left to go now. Gosh, nine games left to go now um, for him to get 11 goals. I mean, it's doable, but this season for some reason he's not been... He's not been at the races at all. Um, God, it's look. He's had he's had his issues, hasn't he? Let's be frank. He's had his issues. You know, at home with his with his mum. You know, the whole thing over him about whether or not he was going to sign a new contract. And so, he signs a new contract in the summer. And you think, brilliant, we can't lose out on Pierre-Emerick because he's that important to us, because he's that special, because he's that 
key to us and what we want to do. At the time, he was playing left wing primarily. You know, a lot of people were advocating for him to play up front. I was one of them. But him playing off the left in the system that we were playing at that time was not a bad shout at all. And it, and it was and it was relatively okay. It worked out relatively well. But he scores on his first on the first game of the season against Fulham. And then he has one, two, three, four, five games where he's played left wing and then right wing. Doesn't score a goal until Manchester United away. I mean, his his spurts of goal droughts has been mental. He then has five more games where he doesn't score a goal until we play Southampton. He's out with a calf injury for the Everton game. He's on the bench for the Chelsea game. Three games again, he doesn't score. Then he gets two goals against Newcastle. He misses out on getting to the next two games. I think that was the two games to do with his mum. Sure it was. Pretty sure it was. And then he play and then he plays out on the left against Wolves. Doesn't score. Doesn't score against Aston Villa away from home. Bags a hat trick against Leeds. Um against Man City, against Leicester. Doesn't score. Scores against Burnley on the bench against Spurs, because obviously the problems that happened. And has an absolute shocker against West Ham. Um on the game just gone. Now in the Europa League this season, things things look a lot better for him, to be fair. He's played five games, he scored three goals. He scored the two goals against Benfica. Probably should have had a hat-trick in the first game against Benfica. Definitely should have had a hat-trick in the second game against Olympiacos. Um it's it's definitely it's definitely a, a discussion of how and where we go forward with Pierre Macabamian because Arteta very much likes him. There's there's no there's no denying that. And he's our highest paid player now. Now that Ozil's gone, he is getting a lot more game time through the middle, which is probably where he wants to be. And the fact that he when he does play, he drifts off to the left anyway, it doesn't make a big difference because he's being asked to do that. And it's more comfortable for him and it allows the likes of Martin Odegaard or or Emil Smith Rowe to run enough behind him and create an extra man and you know whether Saka's playing and if Tierney's there, Tierney's then able to overlap him and he gives him another option on that side. So in reality him being in the squad, up front, moving out to the left is not a problem. We just need to find him goals. We need to get him scoring again. He had a really shocking game against West Ham. You know, was that the the hangover from the game against Tottenham last week where he was, wasn't selected because of um, discipline? Was it because of the hangover from midweek where he, you know, should have scored a hat-trick against Olympiacos and he, he didn't? Who knows? But... It's something that we definitely, definitely need to sort out and quickly with Aubameyang because he is our main, he is our main striker, and I think, I think the question of him leaving in the summer is probably going to be ruled out pretty swiftly. Move on to the next one because it's not going to happen. If anyone's likely to leave, it will be Lacazette. Aubameyang signed a new three-year contract on high wages. You're going to go through the Ozil uh, washing machine again where it's like, okay, cool, look, we, we signed you to a new contract, but we really shouldn't have. Please, can we try and sell you? I don't want to go anywhere. I know you don't want to go anywhere, but we, we do need to sell you because we, you know, you're know you not really producing for us. 
and your your value's going down. So please, can we try and say, but I don't I don't want to go anywhere. I'll stay here till the end of my contract, sorry. So we're in that situation again where we can't afford to keep losing out on productivity in, uh, and supply when it comes to to Aubameyang because he's not getting any younger. You know, I already I've already seen him this season where he he looks off the pace on certain games. He doesn't look as quick as he has done in the past. And that is a worry for a striker whose main ability is goal scoring and his pace. Because he's not the kind of player that... He's not a hold-up player like Lacazette. Lacazette can hold the ball up all day long like he did against West Ham and be brilliant. But the thing he does have that Lacazette doesn't have is the ability to run in behind. And we saw that against Olympiacos twice, three times. But we didn't see it against West Ham whenever we had the ball there. Albeit he started out on the right-hand side... Moved out to the left, we started scoring, and he then got taken off from Martinelli. It wasn't a great game by Bamian. But there's something inside of me that, that really, really says we should stick with him. That if we are going to build the team around him, we build the team around him properly. And, you know, if we that means get another midfielder, in which I've said we need in the past anyway, if that means get a striker in and pushing him out to the left, fine. But we get a striker that complements him, but can also score goals because we can't be reliant on 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 Aubameyang in the slightest. Um, because it, it's not fair on it's not fair on the club. Firstly, you know when you look at the fact that Arsenal, um, where are we? So, how many goals have we scored this season? Because I know good God we have not scored a lot. I mean we've got an eight plus goal difference, which, for all intents and purposes, is really bad for a football club like Arsenal. You know, when you consider, when you consider what Man City are, Man City are in a plus forty-three goal difference. Arsenal have scored just forty goals. Let that sink in. They've scored just forty goals. Um, Man City have scored sixty-four. In and around us, I mean, look, Leeds have scored more goals than us. Don't get me wrong; they've conceded a hell of a lot more as well. But it's. That's the one area we need to fix, right? We need to fix the goal scoring. We need to fix the availability of players in the area to give us the opportunities to score. Um, Martin Odegaard has come in. He's scored two goals in his last three games for us, which has been fantastic. Or four games for us, sorry. Um, we need Emil Smith-Rowe scoring goals. We need Bakaya Saka scoring goals. And we need Lacazette refinding that form again. And we need Aubameyang scoring. Um... So, for instance, so moving forward in terms of Arsenal and what we are going to do, we need to support him. And hopefully, you know, we can be supported on the pitch. Because that's the main thing, is that when Aubameyang plays, we are... We... we I don't want to say we are hindered by, an, by, by the player because he offers very little in defence or if he's not on form he offers very little in attack you know and it's not a coincidence that in the same breath that Bamyang's misfiring again is the same time that Bukayo Saka seems to be having a mid-season dip he's you know getting taken off early he's being left out of certain games he looks like he's carrying a bit of a knock he doesn't look 100% I don't think there's any coincidence in, in, in the two of them together. And if that means players like Pepe stepping up, William stepping up, Martinelli stepping up to support in terms of 
assisting in terms of goals, then that's what needs to happen. Simple as that. Um, and so what I will sh- what I will do, I will move forward from a Bamiyang talk because I think I've just worn that out to death. When you, you know what? When you're doing a podcast by yourself, A, you get sick of your own voice after a while. B, it's very little to talk about that you can't have a sort of open discussion, open debate with with somebody. Um, but a little spoiler, well, a little spoiler, a little, a little talk now in the fact that my YouTube channel, which is also called Greenwood Talks Football, analysing Arsenal games, previewing Arsenal games, uh, reacting post games, and a bit of midweek talk if if there is ever if there is anything to talk about in terms of transfers coming in coming out. Oh my god, ins and outs, rumors, etc. Guests on the show and this weekend, I done one a couple of weeks ago for a friend from EFA, which is an online esports um, footballing league. So I done the EFA quarterfinal cup draw recently, and they've asked me to come back and do the EFA. Semi-final draw, which will be taking place at some point this week. Very excited um, and very pleased that I was able to come back in and do it again. And the links for for their channel, for my channel also, will be in the description below when you find your podcast feed. Um, so I will leave it there with that little bit of news. And hopefully, the next time you hear my voice will be through someone else talking as well. Hopefully. So, guys, until next time, take care. Don't forget to leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on my podcast. Follow me on my YouTube channel as well. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. Every time I upload a video, you'll be notified. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on my Twitch as well. The reason I'm asking you to follow me on my Twitch, and I haven't actually uploaded anything, is just I want to get the followers going so that when we do eventually launch something, it'll be content worthwhile let's put it that way right now it's quite difficult i'm in a one-bedroom flat and it's quite difficult to be able to produce it all i've got a new baby as well at home so it's quite difficult to produce everything all at once um so the main aim is to once we do move hopefully soon it'll be a case of of being able to do it then really it'll be able to produce everything by that point regularly then so guys until Next time, until I have another guest on at some point, I'll leave it here for the, for the week. I hope you all have an enjoyable week anyway. I hope if you are an international football fan, you do get what you are wanting, if that makes sense. You know, you get the performance that you require. Like I said, I probably won't watch the game just because I have no interest. And I know it sounds sad from a football fan, but I just don't. Don't worry, though. You'll probably see me tweeting at some point, begging England to produce something. So... I shall leave it there and uh, wish you all a very pleasant week. Take care. Bye-bye.